Welcome to the Fear and Greed Daily Interview. I'm Sean Aylmer. Well, after 10 consecutive interest rate increases, yesterday the Reserve Bank decided it was time for a break. I wanted to look at the factors that went into the decision as well as when the next move might be and which direction it might be. Diana Messina is the Deputy Chief Economist at AMP. Diana, welcome back to Fear and Greed. Thank you so much for having me on. So tell me yesterday, what's the news from it? No rate rise, but what's behind that? Well, ultimately, the RBA said it wanted to wait and assess the impacts of prior rate hikes. As you know, we've had 350 basis points of interest rate increases since May last year. That's the fastest tightening cycle that we've had since the late 80s. And that was at a time when the RBA didn't even come out every month with a policy decision. It was more erratic. So it had less of an impact on mortgage rates. So you know, in the recent memory of the RBA, this is the fastest tightening cycle that we've had and rates have gone to the highest level. So it makes sense for the RBA to pause and see the impacts because we know that there have been impacts of interest rate hikes. The economy is showing signs of slowing. Inflation is on a downtrend and there's banking sector issues globally. Okay. So, so you weren't surprised by the decision yesterday? It's been our view for a while that the RBA should be considering a pause and we expected a pause at today's meeting. But I guess you never really know because inflation clearly is still way too high in Australia, right? So it's running at 6.8% on an annual basis as of February. That's obviously well above the 2 to 3% target band. So there was always a risk that we would get another 0.25% increase today. And I think that that's still a risk in coming months, but it's not our base case. Okay, before we get on to what's going to happen, something that I noticed you talked about yesterday, you have a great chart yesterday that shows how quickly the Reserve Bank rate cycle or the hikes have been this cycle compared to previous ones. Also, the impact of lags and how the Reserve Bank made specific mention of that flow through of monetary policy. So those lags are really around the fact that variable rates take about three months to adjust for people who have a mortgage. And of course, with fixed rates, you don't adjust until you roll off. And we know that there's a very large number of households or loans that roll off this year, about 880,000 loans will roll off from fixed to variable this year. So on the latest measure of outstanding mortgage rates, as at February, uh, the RBA had raised rates by 325 basis points. And an average outstanding mortgage had only increased by 209 basis points or 2.09%. So it's about 64% of the pass-through. I mean, that's that's a pretty low pass-through rate, which just shows you that in the coming months, there's going to be more pain felt by households. And we know that households will not adjust their spending until they feel those actual changes to their monthly repayments. And the bank did actually talk about that and the cost of living and those sorts of things yesterday. The post-meeting statement wasn't actually wildly different from recent months. It still spoke about the risks to the economy, both to the upside, but also some more risks to the downside. And it mentioned what was happening in the banking sector globally, but it did soften its tightening bias. Last month, it said that the board expects that further increases in monetary policy will be needed. And this month, it said that some further tightening may be needed. I mean, you can read what into, into that what you want, but I think it's a further sign that it's giving itself the room to potentially not increase the cash rate again in this cycle. It is quite easy to laugh at the pedantics of this, but 
that actually is significant, the fact that they said may well be needed rather than will be needed, isn't it? I think it's significant and we've seen them. the March statement was already a softening on February because they responded to the weakness in the data that we were getting over that time. So I think that today's is another step towards potentially indicating that it will pause interest rates from here. But I guess I think that the RBA still needs to have a tightening bias because inflation is too high and it doesn't want to risk a rebound in economic activity. It doesn't want to see consumer sentiment go back up to high levels and it probably doesn't want to see a big rebound in home prices either. I mean, it sounds a bit strange to say that, but it, it needs to keep downward pressure on the economy to get inflation lower from here. Stay with me, Diana. We'll be back in a minute. My guest this morning is AMP Deputy Chief Economist, Diana Messina. Okay, so what are the key indicators we need to keep an eye on over the next four or six weeks? Well, let's say the next four weeks before the Reserve Bank meets again. Look, it's really three key indicators for me. Employment growth, the monthly inflation data and retail sales growth. I think that kind of tells you everything that you need to know that's key for the economy at the moment. Is inflation slowing? Are consumers responding? And will there be a wage breakout? If we continue to see employment growth run at very hot levels, high levels, then that could be a sign that wages growth is likely to rise from here, which will create more inflationary pressures. That's unwanted right now. So I would watch those three key indicators. Okay. The recent discussion in recent days from uh, different parties, be it the Labor Party, the ACTU, about submissions to the Fair Work Commission and having wage rises of anything up to 7%, do those sorts of things worry you when it comes to those wage price spirals? Yeah, it does worry me because one of those decisions can set off many of those decisions. I think if if the minimum wage increase gets approved at 6 or 7%, that's different to award wages getting approved at that same level because award wages impact about 20 to 25% of the workforce, whereas minimum wage decisions impact less than 5% of the workforce. So it does, it definitely depends on who approves what. So we just need to wait and see. I mean, it's, we just don't know what the outcome will be. I mean, they can, they can go to the Fair Work Commission and ask for really whatever they want, but it, it really depends on what actually gets handed down. And also what happens to the public uh, service wage caps. We know that Victoria is going to be lifting those from 15 to 3%. New South Wales is still in discussion about what level that will get to, but that's also quite important because public sector wages growth has actually been quite constrained in this cycle. And Diana Messina, Deputy Chief Economist AMP, I can't let you go without asking about house prices. You guys have been quite bearish on house prices. Uh, the most recent couple of months in Sydney, at least, have been uh, stable, at least. A little, In fact, a little bit better than that, although other parts of the uh, country still seem to be declining. Our view was that we would get a 15 to 20% fall peak to trough. We've had falls of about 8.5%. So... You could say that our forecast is too pessimistic given that you know we expect the RBA is probably going to be on hold from here. But at the same time, those lags, those lagged impacts of rate hikes are still working through the economy. And I am concerned that we might see some more stressed selling coming through. Households that got a mortgage in the last three years, which is actually about 60% of outstanding loans, they might be facing or getting up to those serviceability caps that they were assessed on or even above those caps. That was 2.5%. We've had three and three and a half percent of rate hikes so far so i think that there will be more signs of stress selling that will put further downward pressure on home prices 
but maybe our forecast of 15 to 20% is too pessimistic and prices will only fall another 2 to 3% from here. But I do think that there is a little bit more downside to come. Deanna, thank you for talking to Fear and Greed. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. That was Deanna Messina, Deputy Chief Economist at AMP. This is the Fear and Greed Daily Interview. Join us every morning for the full episode of Fear and Greed, Australia's most popular business podcast. I'm Sean Elmer. Enjoy your day. Hold up. 